Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Lady and the Tramp in today's statistics episode. We reap the wind and the sky when the sun is high. We sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze. At night we name every star. We know where we are. We know who we are, who we are. So... First of all, I'm recording this episode fairly early in advance. Um, this is, as of right now, as of I'm recording it, my plan is to release this Wednesday, December 18th, uh, and I'm recording it about a week early. I'm going to be on vacation for about a week and a half, uh, starting on the 20th, so I'm, I'm trying to accelerate the episodes that I'm recording and make sure I can fill in all the empty holes uh, that... I won't be around to record during. Uh, this does mean that Star Wars episodes, they will not come until the new year, most likely. Uh, maybe I, I, there'll be a couple of, there'll be a day about, a day and a half of downtime between uh, a vacation to Florida and then a vacation, a two or three day vacation to see my grandparents. And there might be time to record Star Wars episodes in there. But more likely uh, situation is that those will not come out till the new year. It'll be fairly late, uh, all things considered. But they will come. They will come. Uh, this also means there's all the films that come out uh, from Star Wars weekend and the next weekend after that uh, will also not be responded to until uh, sometime later. Cats, Bombshell, uh, you know, tons of awards movies, Uncut Gems, um, all that stuff uh, will not. As of right now, uh, uh, you, well, I guess... It's weird to like say that you know, kind of talk about this from a point of from an episode which will not be released until after all these things have happened, but should have been a marriage story episode on Wednesday last week. Top 10 new films that I saw in November on Friday last week. Uh, statistics question mark uh, or review for Jumanji on Monday, and then today's episode, Lady and the Tramp statistics. Uh, my plan, fingers crossed, for vacation episodes. Top 10 December-born actors, absolutely happening. There will be no doubt about that one. 2010 Circle of Film Awards. That is the biggest question mark. Uh, I will not know about that one. I'm in the process of eliminating and, and um, uh, put, uh, crea uh, creating those those short lists and, and kind of trimming things from there. I'm in the process of re-watching some 2010 films that I, I haven't seen in since 2010. Uh, and uh, trying to watch a couple of new ones that I, I missed uh, in the time since then. So hopefully I will be able to get that one out. That one is scheduled for Friday, this, this next Friday. Uh, then December Born Actors for the Monday after that. Uh, Christmas Day, I do not have a, an episode on the books yet. Uh, it may be something that I just haven't seen yet. I'm working on it, and, and the same thing is true for every other episode that I may or may not get to. So, all that said, um, like I try to do with every vacation, I try to get enough episodes recorded ahead of time that, that uh, they can be listened to and, and released in the, in the interim. Uh, casual reminder, if you are a Patreon subscriber, which you can be for as little as eight cents an episode, uh, you will get all these episodes early. All of the vacation episodes will be released to Patreon subscribers before I go on vacation, uh, as soon as they are ready to 
be heard. So what better time, right? What better time? Anyway, let's jump in to Lady and the Tramp statistics. Lady and the Tramp, 2019 film uh, that I saw yesterday uh, as of recording, but since I'm releasing this on the 18th, December 10th, December 10th, it is a Disney Plus film that is about 98 minutes long or an hour and 38 minutes. My synopsis is the exact same as the one I gave for the animated Lady and the Tramp, which is two dogs fall in love with each other, but one is a mutt and the other has rich owners. Yeah. Uh, I gave it 28. So the first, the original Lady and the Tramp is a nice little movie. It's it's a cute animated film. It's got some nice music, uh, good hand-drawn animation, and tells a fairly simple story. And I think for what it is, it's a good movie. It's not a pinnacle of uh, Disney's animated uh, catalog, uh, but it is a very solid film, and uh, you can feel the attention to detail and the love and, and attention that was given to the film. This is not that at all. Uh, it is the same story, so they don't really do anything new there. It is live action. And not nearly, it doesn't have any of the qualities, visually speaking, that the Jungle Book, that the Lion King have uh, to make it feel, you know, really authentic, really real. And given the fact that Lion King and Jungle Book are both overwhelming, have, uh, you know, way more animal characters than Lady and the Tramp does, uh, or if not more characters, far more screen time for those characters, uh, Lady and the Tramp's visual effects are pretty awful in comparison. And finally, it, it just, it's just not fun. You know, it, you know, when I think of, say, Aladdin, uh, man, Will Smith and, and Naomi Scott and, and the rest of that cast are fun. They're fun. You know, I don't, I don't you know, Aladdin, the new Aladdin isn't as good as the old Aladdin, but it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching it. It is a good time. This is not a good time. Uh, this is not really that fun. It has, you know, Yvette Nicole Brown as the mean-spirited woman who, man, the the scene with her and her cats, the the Siamese cats, and the fallout of what what takes place after that is is just depressing. It's awful. It sucks. Um, the characters, you know, Lady, Tramp, uh, voiced by Tessa Thompson and Justin Throw, are it's fine. But again, it, it a lot of this feels like going through the motions. You got Sam Elliott uh, and and Ashley Jensen and uh, Janelle Monet and Benedict Wong, and it just none of it really feels whole or complete or meaningful. Uh, it's not awful. It is not the worst thing ever, but it is it is pretty bad. It is pretty bad. It has a sixty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so apparently quite a few people are are cool with it. Enjoy it. For the year, it is ranked one hundred eighty eighth uh, for the year of twenty nineteen, uh, all time out of the currently eight thousand two hundred ninety one films that I've seen. It ranks six thousand six hundred sixty fourth. So. About seventy-five percent of my of the films I've seen are above it. 
not on the IMDb Top 250. It has a 3 on the Bechdel test. Uh, it has a PG MPAA rating. It is an adventure film, 868th overall adventure film. It is a comedy, 2605th overall comedy. It is a drama, 3,291st overall drama. Musical, 387th overall musical. And it is a romance, the 1,050th overall romance. Not part of a series, because, uh, you know, it's just a remake. And uh, let's let's move on. Let's get to the director. And so, like all good films that have been remade with the exact same title, they are tricky to sort through in my spreadsheet, but we'll make do. The director of Lady and the Tramp is Charlie Bean. Charlie Bean. This is the only film of his I've seen. It, he has an average film rating of 28. One film rated between 25 and 49. A value of negative 1. A score of 8.33 to be ranked 3,454th overall. Uh, just behind Louis Lumiere. Uh, Louis Lumiere. And uh, just ahead of Ken Marino, who directed Dog Days and How to Be a Latin Lover. Uh, the direction is, I mean, it's just uninspired. It's just flat and bland, and it's very dark. The film is in, very dark in a lot of scenes. I don't know if that's our TV or, you know, the lighting in the room we watched it in, but, man, it, a lot of scenes were, were not easy to discern some of the characters, uh, which was problematic. I guess that's not a direction thing, but, I mean, the director's kind of responsible for everything. So, moving on. Writers. A um, couple of writers. Andrew Bujalski. This is the fourth film credit of his I have seen. It drops his average film rating to a 50.25. It is his second film, rated between 25 and 49, and worst film overall, coming in behind results. He has a value of negative one, a score of 32.5 to be ranked 1,322nd overall. One spot behind Garson Cannon, and one spot ahead of William Joyce. Uh, there's also, hmm, uh, that is improperly formatted. One second. Uh, there's also, that is also improperly formatted. What is going on? There's also Carrie Grunland. This is the only film credit of hers I've seen. Average film rating of 28. One film between 25 and 49. Value of negative one. Score of 8.33 to be ranked 7,089th overall. So many writers on the spreadsheet. Um, one spot behind John Hopkins, and one spot ahead of a bunch of people, including um, no one really sticks out to me. Uh, but we're gonna say Eric Champnella. Eric Champnella. Now those are the two writers for *Lady and the Tramp*. Uh, the original animated film had, I think, five or six people on the writing staff. And, I mean, when you're, you're, I mean, it's a carbon copy, so you're not really required to do too much except uh, rewrite it in the sensibilities of the time uh, and adjust for anything that would be changed in live action. Uh, one of the things that is significantly different is that the main couple in Lady and the Tramp is a white male and a african-american female uh which you know is great uh but i had a question 
uh, as far as like one, what time period the film takes place in. I think we thought it was in like the twenties and obviously, you know, every movie does not have to be uh, racially charged and, you know, comment on that. But it did seem a a little odd uh, that that, I don't know, that it seemed to be absolutely hunky-dory that such a marriage relationship uh, existed at that time uh, without apparently any uh, scrutiny. Um, But again, like I said, every movie cannot be, you know, racially charged. So, uh, yeah, the writing, the dialogue was meh, was not that great. It was just bland. Uh, which may be true for the original. Uh, it's been quite a t- quite a long time since I've seen the original, so that one could also be fairly straightforward and blonde and, and bland. I will, I don't know. It, it's on my list to rewatch now that I have Disney Plus. So let's move on to the performances, the actors. Uh, because it is live action, there are people who do not just lend a voice, but there are people who do, and so I will make that distinction as I go through. First up is Ashley Jensen. This is the 12th film credit of hers I've seen. It drops her average filming to a 63.08. It's her fourth film, rated between 25 and 49, and worst movie overall, coming in behind Sherlock Gnomes. She has a value of 5.5, a score of 59.57, to be ranked 412th overall, one spot behind Taika Waititi, and one spot ahead of Jack Elam. Ashley Jensen plays Jock, who is a uh, Scottish terrier, that lives in the house next door to Lady. And her shtick is mostly that her owner, uh, whose name I forget, Sally? Uh, I think Sally. Maybe not. I don't see a name Sally anywhere. Um, anyway, her owner. Oh, maybe they don't even have a name. I definitely think she says her name in the movie. Anyway, uh, Jock's owner uh, dresses jock up in a variety of costumes and paints her takes her picture um that's it that's all she's good for uh so she is just a voice role next is f murray abraham this is the 17th film credit of his i've seen dropping his average film rating to a 58.06 it's his third film rated between 25 and 49 and 14th best movie overall coming in behind the higher colon ticker and ahead of dead man down has a value of 3.5 a score of 55.45 to be ranked 697th overall one spot behind iggy pop and one spot ahead of connie Britton. f murray abraham plays uh the role of tony who is the owner of the italian restaurant where lady and the tramp go to eat spaghetti he is a live action role and he's fine he's in one scene and uh, he's part of the duo that sings La Bella Note, La Bella Note, and it's it's it is what it is. It's it's pretty straightforward. Next is Tessa Thompson. This is the seventeenth film credit of hers I've seen, dropping her average filming to a fifty-six point zero six. It is her sixth film, rated between twenty-five and forty-nine, and sixteenth best movie overall, coming in behind a hundred years and ahead of when a stranger calls she has a value of 1.5 a score 51.66 to be ranked 1046th overall one spot behind angela bettis and one spot ahead of nancy culp uh yeah tessa thompson is the voice of lady and uh, i mean i guess she you know she's giving it some 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 emotion 
she's she's not sleepwalking through this, but it's certainly not, you know, Valkyrie or Creed, uh, some of the better performances that she has given. Um, sorry to bother you, and so on. Now she is just fine. She is probably in the upper echelon of performers in the film, but that is not saying much. Uh, not saying much. Tessa Thompson. Next is Benedict Wong. This is the 15th film credit of his I've seen, dropping his average filming to 55.93. It's his fifth film, rated between 25 and 49, and 13th best movie overall, coming in behind Gemini Man and ahead of Hummingbird. He has a value of 2, a score of 51.35, to be ranked 1,075th overall, one spot behind Matthew Modine, and one spot ahead of Aaron Dark. Benedict Wong is a voice role in this film. He voices Bull, one of the strays that Lady encounters and Tramp encounters throughout the movie. Uh, he is a bulldog named Bull. So there's that. Uh, he, he's just, I don't know. He's playing like the Pumbaa role, I guess, of the movie. And he's far less entertaining than Pumbaa is. Next is Sam Elliott. This is the 21st film credit of his I have seen, dropping his average filming to a 55.43. It is his fifth film, rated between 25 and 49, and 19th best movie overall, coming in behind Rock Dog and ahead of Ghost Rider. He has a value of negative or a value of 0.5, a score of 51.11, to be ranked 1097th overall, one spot behind Cliff Edwards and one spot ahead of Shia LaBeouf. Sam Elliott is the voice of Trusty. Uh, he gets the, uh, in the opening credits, Sam Elliott is afforded the honor of, you know, so-and-so, 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 and Sam Elliott as Trusty, uh, which generally means that the character is either very tiny, has a very tiny role, uh, or is a very big role, and Trusty is neither. <laughs> Trusty is somewhat featured throughout the film. Uh, she is the neighbor dog on the other side of Lady, where she lives. He is a big uh, bloodhound, old bloodhound who doesn't. I don't know. He has he has trouble uh, being his being a bloodhound anymore. He has drool constantly coming out of his mouth, and is uh, he is what it is. It is what it is. Just uh, you get that Sam Elliott voice. And it's money in the bank, except it's not. So next up is Justin Thoreau. This is the 20th film credit of his I've seen, dropping his average film rating to a 51.95. It is his fourth film, rated between 25 and 49, and 16th best movie overall. Coming in behind Your Highness and ahead of Mute. He has a value of negative 2.5, a score of 44.73, to be ranked 1,855th overall, one spot behind Lily James, and one spot ahead of Christopher Eccleston. Justin Thoreau is the voice of Tramp. Uh, and this is an interesting choice. You know, he's not really a big name. He's not exactly a draw. Uh, and I'm not sure that he's really done any voice acting before this. Uh, apparently he was in... Oh, he was the the, the bad guy, uh, Garmadon, in the Lego Ninjago movie. And uh, Gargadon, Garmadon. And he was in Megamind. So he's had a little experience doing the voice actor thing. And he does okay here. Uh, you know, I think Lady is far more... Uh, it's easier to connect with Lady than Tramp in this movie. I don't think they give Tramp a lot to do. 
And I seem to remember he was a much more sort of, um, I guess, mythic figure in the original film. He was much more, I don't know, they, they, the film treated him more, gave him a lot more respect, gave him a lot more uh, to do. And it seems like that was sort of pivoted away from him and given to Lady in this movie, which is neither a good nor a bad thing. Uh, but that is, it just is what it is. So, Justin Thoreau. Next is Janelle Monet. This is the eighth film credit of hers I've seen, dropping her average filming to a 47.13. It's her fourth film, rated between 25 and 49, and seventh best movie overall, coming in behind Ugly Dolls and ahead of Welcome to Marwin. She has a value of negative three, a score of 34.7, to be ranked 3,187th overall, one spot behind George Reeves, and one spot ahead of Cynthia Erivo. Uh, Janelle Monet is the voice of Peg. Uh, Peg is another stray that uh, Lady and Tramp interact with throughout the film. She is close buddies with Bull. Uh, Janelle Monae is given the He's a Tramp song by Peggy Lee, originally sung by Peggy Lee, uh, probably why her character is named Peg. And, you know, she does it a good, she does it service. She's got a great voice and, um, you know, knows how to use it. And maybe she's, she's not exactly a Peggy Lee, but uh, Janelle Monae is, you know, you're hard, hard pressed to find somebody who can... Uh, give you a better performance uh, in a for a song than Janelle Monet. So, uh, she just gets uh, just gets to be that voice and yeah, she's fine. Other than that song, uh, her character is just fine, just kind of like Bull. They're both there. She's the Timon of the two of them, but again, not quite as enjoyable as Timon. Next is Adrian Martinez. This is the 18th film credit of his I've seen, dropping his average film rating to a 46.44. It's his seventh film, rated between 25 and 49, and 13th best movie overall. Coming in behind, it's kind of a funny story, and ahead of extremely loud and incredibly close. He has a value of negative 7.5, a score of 34.3, to be ranked 3,243rd overall, one spot behind Jimmy Fallon, and one spot ahead of Sam Riley. Adrian Martinez is the dog catcher named Elliot in this film. He is the Captain Ahab to Tramp's White Whale. And he's fine. Uh, I mean, he, I think he's a good good choice for this role. He, he looks the part. He feels the part. Uh, one of the better casting decisions in the film, I guess, if I'm going to be if I'm being perfectly honest. And yeah, I had no problems with him. No problems. Next is Thomas Mann. This is the 11th film credit of his I've seen, dropping his average film range to a 47 even. It is his 8th film, rated between 25 and 49, and worst movie overall, coming in behind Barely Lethal. He has a value of negative 5.5, a score of 34.27, to be ranked 3,246th overall, one spot behind Randall Park, and one spot ahead of Olivia D'Abo. Thomas Mann plays... Jim Deer. Jim Deer, he is the male owner, male human of ladies. And um, he's okay. Uh, I think he, he plays the role. I think the, the human roles are, are fairly expanded in this 
relative to the animated version. And Thomas Mann does an okay job of giving the breathing a little life into Jim Deere. Uh, you know, I think he's perfectly capable in that role. Um, next is Ken Jeong. This is the 28th film credit of his I've seen, dropping his average film rating to a 47.14. It's his eighth film, rated between 25 and 49, and 22nd best movie overall, coming in behind Couples Retreat and ahead of Wonder Park. He has a value of 10, a score of 34 even, to be ranked 3,280th overall, one spot behind Teresa Palmer, and one spot ahead of Val Kilmer. Ken Jeong plays Doctor. He is the doctor that shows up to help deliver the baby that enters the uh, house shortly into the film. Uh, he has one scene, and then he is gone. And that is about all he does. Next is Yvette Nicole Brown. This is the eighth film credit of hers I've seen, dropping her average film rating to a 42.75. It is her third film, rated between 25 and 49, and fifth best movie overall, coming in behind Little Black Book and ahead of The Island. She has a value of negative three, a score of 31.2, to be ranked 3,600th overall, one spot behind June Diane Raphael, and one spot ahead of Mark Wahlberg. Uh, she plays the role of of Aunt Sarah. She is the mean-spirited aunt that I mentioned earlier. She play she's aunt to uh, Darling, not Jim Deere, as you might expect. And uh, she has a, a vendetta against Lady for whatever reason, um, which is another interesting thing. Like Lady and the Tramp, the villain of this, I guess, is the dog catcher. But he's not that much of a villain. I, that's, I think, probably the biggest issue with this movie and this story. There's really no bad guy. Uh, and I think it really holds back the film from being better and giving the main characters more to do and, and overcome. Because, you know, you just got to run away from the dog catcher. It's, it's that simple. Um, so, it's tough, I guess. But, yeah. That Nicole Brown. Next is Kiersey Clemens. This is the fifth film credit of hers I've seen. Dropping her average film rating to a 42.6. It is her second film, rated between 25 and 49, and fourth best movie overall, coming in behind Neighbors 2, colon, Sorority Rising, and ahead of Flatliners. She has a value of negative 2, a score of 28.43, to be ranked 3,870th overall. One spot behind James Corden, and one spot ahead of Amy Smart. Kiersey Clemens is darling in this film. Uh, and I like Kiersey Clemens. Uh, she was in uh, Hearts Beat Loud last year, last year, two years ago. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, again, she doesn't get a lot to do in this movie, and it shows. You know, she doesn't have, she isn't able to do much with it because there's not much to do. Next is Clancy Brown. This is the 35th film credit of his I've seen, dropping his average film rating to a 44.46. It's his 10th film rated between 25 and 49 and 22nd best movie overall. Coming in behind Chappaquiddick and ahead of The Guardian, he has a value of negative 19.5. A score of 22.55 to be ranked 4,375th 
overall. One spot behind Gemma Arterton and one spot ahead of Jonathan Reese Myers. Clancy Brown plays, uh, what does he play? He is the voice of Isaac, but I think more importantly, he's also the ship captain. I think they don't list him as that. Riverboat lady. They say this guy is the ship captain. Riverboat captain. It absolutely looks like Clancy Brown. Interesting. Maybe it isn't Clancy Brown. Maybe he is the voice. Well, I don't know who Isaac is then, uh, based on that name. Um, might have been, I mean, a handful of dogs that we see throughout the film. There's one that uh, is the first one, really, to interact with Lady right after uh, she's kind of lost in the streets. Uh, could be that one, I guess. Uh, man, I really thought he was the ship cap, the boat captain. But it says it's William Porter Scurry II. And I, I really, I'm going to actually pull this up because I don't entirely believe it. <laughs> um, if I can find it real quick here. Lady ship captain ship captain i'm telling you he's the ship captain but i guess i could be mistaken oh there we go ship because tramp jumps onto the ship it is not holy crap go back let me see his face it is not clancy brown i was bamboozled okay uh, he's the voice of Isaac. I'm assuming that that is the first dog that she meets after she gets free. Dang. Not the ship captain. Man, I I mean, looking at him, it's it's not even close, so I don't know what I was seeing. Yeah. Um, cool. So those are all the performances, all the voice actors, all those things. Uh, no Oscar nominations as of yet. I don't expect to see any. It is not going to feature into the Circle of Film Awards at all. So there's that. Um... Moving on to the year for a second here. So this is one of the 260 that I've seen released in 2019 so far. It is one of the 1,209 films that I've seen this calendar year. It uh, drops the average film rating of 2019 films to 42.11. It increases their tomato meter to 63.67. Uh, it is the 47th adventure, 100th comedy, 120th drama, uh, 16th musical, and 39th romance of the year that I have seen. It is a bad film, the 155th bad film of 2019, and drops the ratio of good to bad films to 0.41. Uh, so that ratio has actually come up a little bit uh, in the last couple of weeks. Thanks to you know some big you know movies coming out, Marriage Story, Irishman, Honey Boy, Waves, and so forth. Uh, as a three on the Bechtel test, it is part of the forty-seven point seven three percent of films this year with that three on the Bechtel test. As a PG film, it is the thirty-fifth film from this year that I've seen with a PG rating, and uh, that's seems to be about it there. 
which just leaves the overall rating. I gave it a 28. It is the 70, one of the 76 films on my spreadsheet to have received a seven, uh, 28 score. Some of the other films that have also received this score, uh, Sherlock Gnomes, Skyscraper, Bird Box, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Daddy's Home 2, Baywatch, uh, The Purge, Election Year, uh, the Loft, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, Delivery Man, The Lone Ranger, The Dictator, um, 17 Again, The Good German, Land Before Time, 11, Invasion of the Tiny Sauruses, King Arthur from 2004, Malibu's Most Wanted, Bringing Down the House, Snow Dogs, Snow Day, Coyote Ugly, The Kid, Eddie, Species, Beethoven, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, Ernest Goes to Jail, and so on and so forth. The oldest film to receive a 28 is from 1894, all the way back to a film called Annabelle Butterfly Dance. Annabelle, Annabelle Butterfly Dance, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's about 30 seconds long. So, all that said, um, Lady in the Tramp, 2019, Live-action remake of an animated Disney classic. Again, uh, swing and a miss. E, so far, my least favorite of all the live-action Disney films. Uh, I think Aladdin is better, Dumbo is better, Lion King is better. Uh, and then, of course, Jungle Book and Cinderella are both better. So, I guess we'll see. Uh, next challenge for that crown will, I guess, suppose be Mulan. And uh, we'll go from there. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Oh, it does mean a lot. If you'd like to find more episodes, you can find them most places where podcasts can be found, including iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, my website, circleoffilm.com, for that and much more. In addition, the website, uh, now there is, make sure I get this right. Um, I've mentioned in the past that I have been tracking and logging and uh, up, you know, handling uh, statistics for uh, top movie lists that I've been curating and looking into so uh this is something that i've been doing an excel spreadsheet uh it is only it's mostly uh it's much more convenient to do it there than it is on google sheets but i have created a google sheet uh, for that purpose you can find that on the website if you go to if you look under uh, about and click on other things that will lead you to a page where i will add other links as they become important and as I think of them to be shown. Uh, but right now it mostly just has my top movie spreadsheet, uh, and which is up to 14 people represented on this sheet. And uh, the only film to hit 12 of those 14 top movie lists currently is Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. If you have a top movie list and you'd like me to add to it um i'd love to see it be happy to see it does not matter how you <laughs> qualify top movies um I, I i'm open to it uh let me know you can email me circleoffilm at gmail.com you can tweet at circleoffilm find me on letterboxd at circleoffilm you can support the show like it rate it, review it subscribe to it tell somebody about it uh or just listen just listen you can also become a patron at patreon.com slash where for as little as eight cents an episode, you will have early access to every film that is released early. Uh, and there are other things, other benefits as well. Thank you for listening, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be
she'll never leave me Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu Nothing's really left or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever, only out of place So long, farewell, oh what I'll be to say Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. so long